Welcome to Big Dad Energy, the journey of parenting and adulting through the eyes of two young dads. I'm your co-host, Joe Lopez. And I'm Jared. All right. Here we are. We're on a Friday today, which is lovely. Yeah, we made it. Thank God. We made it. So what's been going on? How's your week? Uh, it's been good. It's been busy. Uh, just a couple of things like work's been busy, so that's that's kind of tough. I'm uh, I, You and I talked about this last time, but I'm trying to get a couple of things started. So not just the, the podcast stuff, but also I'm trying to get a YouTube channel going and a couple of different things. So I feel like I've been down in my basement like all day, every day for, I don't know, a week straight. So and then this weekend we're tearing up the bathroom. So it's going to be it's going to be Ooh. busy, busy, busy tearing up a bathroom, you say? Yeah, I know it. What are you doing the, to it? So we're changing the floor, uh, and then we got a new vanity too. So, okay. and then actually, since this is this is real big dad energy, <laughs> my father in law is probably going to wake me up tomorrow at like seven a.m. rearing and ready to go because there's a part of the subfloor that's rotted. So oh. we have to chop that part out and then put a new, um, like a new piece of wood there to to okay. balance it out yeah um so that it doesn't fall through so we don't fall through the floor mm-hmm. um that's preferable yeah yeah that's that was my thought too <laughs> then we're gonna put new tile new tile down we're going pretty easy though they're peeling sticks so i don't have to grout anything or, so just okay. peeling stick tiles and then we're gonna paint the bathroom it's like a baby blue now we're gonna paint it white and then we have oh. a new vanity going in gotcha is this gonna be a one day one day project knock it all out tomorrow probably two days so i i I only need my father-in-law really to, to help replace the subfloor and then put the toilet back in. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause everything else is pretty straightforward. Um, so my goal is tomorrow to get the f- floor ripped up, mm-hmm. the subfloor changed and then the toilet back down and then I'll tile the rest. Um, cause we still have to paint, paint it white and it's mm-hmm. better to do that if we do it over the subfloor. Right. Cause if paint drips, right. whatever, it's going to get covered up anyway. So, ideally that's it we just need to get the toilet back in because we only have one bathroom so we got to mm, do it mm-hmm. you got to do it fast right because you can't yeah especially with a nine month and four week or nine month and two week pregnant wife you can't really not have a toilet for for that long yeah you don't want her just squatting over the floor no that that would be uh that would not be ideal we do have a drain down here though so if it, if it's if worse comes to worse right she could always use that katie right. will be fine yeah she'll be all right how, well that sounds how's, exciting how's your week uh it's fine i didn't i don't have any plans to do like big adult things like you do um this week was it was fine i was back at work i had last week off of work this week i went back to work and had uh 800 emails when i got in on monday it was lovely um so slowly been uh working through those and just you know keeping keeping the company running yeah right How's it been going into the office? You feel, you feel pretty safe about it? Yeah, my office is actually pretty empty. Um, we are rocking at about 40%. So we had the option to work from home permanently. Yeah. And like 60% of the office actually took that. Nice. Um, but still out of that 40 that are left, um, they're not coming back until it's like they, they feel comfortable doing so. For sure. So I only see maybe 10 people a day in my office. Oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah, it's like super empty, super, super dead, um, which is great. So I've never really felt unsafe going in mm-hmm. um, because, you know, we're in a pandemic. Right. 
So how do you feel about working from home? How, like, how do you, how well do you do? So I've been for some backstory, I've been working from home since March 13th. So it's for five months now. Yeah. I, uh, so I started working from home. When did the governor put her first order in the place? I think that was middle March, right? Middle March. So I started, I think the beginning of March. Okay. Um, and then it was kind of like a trial run and it was fine it was hard it was hard working from home um because kayla was working from home and we decided to keep cora home from daycare uh so that was rough just a lot Uh, of bodies in the house a lot of bodies you know cora at that point was four months and Mm -hmm. still very needy um and it was just hard for us to work through that but uh the probably i would say in may we got an email from our ceo that was like all right hey you know if you feel comfortable coming back into the office we're gonna let people start coming back like june 1st um so my team jumped back in on june 1st because you know i just feel like well they had the option but to me i feel more productive in the office i sit right next to my boss so if i have any questions i can just you know ask him and and we just collaborate much easier from the office. So I've been back there since June. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, uh, for us, it, it's, it would be easier to work in the office, but the other part is most of my jobs, computer work, right? So it's mm-hmm. data analytics, it's researching things on, on the internet, right. And putting PowerPoints together. So it's not, not super mission critical for me to be next to people. Right. So, right. Um, yeah. so it's been, it, we're probably going to be at home. I would say for shoot, we're probably going to be at home until December. Really? I had to guess. My it, It's been pushed back. So uh, for everybody out there that, that doesn't know about Michigan's uh, roller coaster of a, of a coronavirus uh, handle. <laughs> so right about June, we started to go down in cases, right? We got all the, I think we got all the way down to like 50 cases a day for like a week. Everyone's like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, look, we did it. Hooray, mm-hmm. we did it. And then we opened everything back up. And then cases went right back up again. Like I think a week later we were back at four to 500 cases. We just hit 1200 cases again, like two days ago. So they opened our office to what they considered phase one and phase two. So like a hundred people are in the office now and we have like Mm. four buildings. There's a hundred people filling them. And our boss is like, Hey, if you don't have to go back in, don't go back in. Mm -hmm. So, so, so what's it been like, you know, I guess, from your perspective and you know as much as you can feel from katie's point of view what's it been like being stuck at home during this point of time you know her being pregnant you working with her being pregnant how how's that been like yeah it's been it has been uh it's been good it's been a blessing and a curse at the same time i I would say um this whole thing has been weird and maybe we're just looking on the bright side of it but it's Mm -hmm. been nice because like we don't feel forced to go places and do anything Right. right. Because there's there was a pandemic going on, but we mm-hmm. also did a lot of big things during the pandemic and while pregnant. Right. So we bought right. our house in March, April, April 8th is when we've closed on the house. Right. So like right at the hot peak of this whole thing, we, we were moved in, We moved into this house. Um, So we've had to order everything for the house. I mean, mm-hmm. and I mean everything we so we brought a couch a TV stand and a TV and that was it. And, and yeah, 
and yeah, we even threw the bed out like that. We really? brought those three things. So we had to order a mattress. We had to order a bed frame. We had to order another bed frame because the first bed frame broke because Wayfair <laughs> did not do a good job. So we uh, it's been it's been really it's been a lot of building and it's been a, uh, just kind of craziness for the household in general. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing for Katie I would say is she has like no time to take her mind off things though. Right. Cause we're just kind of around the house and you're just kind of thinking like, Hey, I need to get ready to have this baby and I need to re- get ready to have this kid. Um, and is the house ready? Are we, are we ready? Is the house ready? Are we prepared? You know, and it's super anxiety inducing having a kid, right? Because you, especially your first one, you have no idea what's going to happen. You don't, you know, you don't really know what's going on. So, mm-hmm. Uh, it's, she's just been kind of sitting around stewing in her own anxiety because oh, take your mind off it. She's wow. been, uh, she's been nannying a few times a week though. So she's able to get out and, and do that, but that's getting a little, uh, now we're a little too close. So she's going to wrap that up this week. Yeah. So, I mean, like what's it been like with you when it comes to, uh, visits at the doctors or any updates from physicians, things like that? Yeah, so I haven't been to a doctor's appointment since a May. May, really? Yeah, when we found that when we found out the sex of the baby, uh, which was which was May, that was the last time I went to a doctor's appointment, and we had and we had to wait in the car, and then they mm-hmm. texted us and said we could come in, and then I could only be there for the anatomy ultrasound, right? So they oh, do wow. this really long ultrasound, like an hour long. Um, did you guys find out? uh Cora's gender beforehand yeah yeah Kayla did an act she did an at-home blood test oh. uh, called sneak peek they ship you like a vial and one of those things like those stabby puncher pricker things that they use to like yeah. test your blood um so they sent one of those and a vial and you basically you stab your finger and you fill up the vial with blood and mail it back and hmm. it it looks for any sign of a Y chromosome in the blood. Interesting. Uh, and if there's no signs, um, they can say it's a girl. If there's some signs, they can say it's, you know, a boy. So she did it that way. Yeah. And then we, that was probably, Kayla was 12 weeks when we did that. And then um, at the 20 week mark, we went in and they had the anatomy scam. Scam, mm-hmm. not scam. Well, <laughs> well, in this economy, right? In these uncertain times, who knows? Right. But uh, so, so we found out way ahead of time. So we found out. So they do. So the anatomy scan, right, is like an hour long. Mm-hmm. So I was in there for the whole thing, and it was it was really nice. But she almost forgot to tell us the sex of the baby at the end. Really? We're doing this whole thing and she's showing us literally they show you every body part, every single body mm-hmm. part they can find. They're like, hey, this is his middle left finger, right? And we're like, cool. Right. And they're like, this is his middle right finger. And you're like, oh, that's awesome, right? So <laughs> it's enthralled this whole time. You're you're just seeing every single part of, the, of this baby on the ultrasound. And then at the end, she's like, all right, you know, we're going to clean up here. And then we're, Katie and I totally forgot why we we're there, right? So they're like, all right, cool. We're almost done. And then she goes, oh, do you want to find out the sex of baby? And we're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 we do. We do. We want to find out. We, that's why we're here. That's why we came in this whole time. That was the whole point. So we uh, then we found out uh, it was a boy. Um, mm-hmm. So after that, they kicked me out of the office, and I have not been back since. Really? Yeah. So 
it's been i mean it's it's not so bad because most of the appointments aren't super super long after that one right that that's Mm -hmm. a really long one and then they have a couple more big ones that they that they have like milestones for but most of the time it's just checking me and like hey how are you how do you feel how's the heartbeat things like that Mm -hmm. but I, i have not seen him on an ultrasound since yeah may wow that's that's crazy have they had any um like what have they been saying to you two about uh when you have to go to the hospital when labor kicks in like when once that all happens it's pretty i mean obviously start at home wait until it's the right time right they want us to call the gyno before we go right so Mm -hmm. they're like hey call just double check um especially uh they brought it up today like they're they're emphasizing call the guy no don't just go to the hospital because they want to make sure they don't they don't have to go to the hospital so they're right their limit their exposure to the hospital right and then on top of that when we get there katie has to get uh tested for coronavirus once we get there and mm-hmm. if she tests positive they have a rapid test that takes about an hour and if she tests okay. positive she has to give birth with a mask on that sucks yeah that sucks so much I, I can't imagine I we're I mean, and we're fingers crossed. We have we've been pretty safe about the whole thing. Right. But mm-hmm. the thing about this virus is you just have no idea. You can right. not know you can. You know, that's the scary part of it. So for us, we're just like fingers crossed. Hey, we're just really hoping we get there and everything's OK and it's all fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't they aren't going to coronavirus test me or the doctor because they just don't have enough tests. They're only doing it for Katie. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was curious. Um, so I know it like really sucks to think about, but if it if it does come back positive, have they said anything like with the baby? Like you know, have they said any no. updates about what might happen with the baby? No, I think we. I think Katie would just need a mask on the whole time, so gotcha. we can still hold and and that. But uh, the doctors will need to put full PPE on. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. They might make me put PPE on too. I don't know how that works, but. Um, they, they're going to be dressed up full masks, full face shields, everything like that. If it comes back positive, right? If not, then everything's go as normal. No big deal. But if it comes mm-hmm. back positive, Katie has put on a mask. The doctors have to get, uh, like completely covered in, in their protective gear. And then we, uh, and then after that, I think Katie has to keep a mask on the whole time she's at the hospital and they'll probably have to keep PPE on every time they come in the room. So wow, that's, it would just, uh. I'm sure a lot of people have done it in this pandemic. I mean, I can only imagine it's, you know, you just catch it from nowhere, especially mm-hmm. at the beginning. And now all of a sudden here we are. So I, right. I imagine a lot of people have done it already. I just, it's going to be super mm-hmm. nerve wracking if that's the way it has to go. Yeah. I wonder if different hospitals have different policies on that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, my niece had a baby this year um, back in May. I, you know, I don't really know her full story because she basically right. had her baby in the car almost on the <laughs> way there. <laughs> but uh, she lives in Ohio, and I think things were a little different there at that point. Mm. Um, but that's crazy. That's crazy to think about. I uh, I could not imagine going through that. And then you said your gyno was going to be there to deliver the baby? Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. We, we were at a place where um, it's kind of like a company – like a medical company Um, and they have different doctor's offices and different hospitals that they own. And it was like, okay, you might have your doctor or you might just have whoever's on that day. Like, 
Interesting. Yeah, they just have, you know, a uh, a gyno on staff, you know, all the time. And it could right. be yours or it could not be yours. So the gyno that Katie goes to, um, they have about 10 to 12 uh, gynecologists that, that work there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they rotate on call. Um, but they have to be on call for 12 hours a day. So that, that kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but they rotate on call, uh, for weeks at a time. So you'll have like one week you're on call one week. You're not. Um, so we have the schedule and we know who's on call, which night. So oh, going gotcha. again, we'll know, like say just theoretically, it ha- say it happens this Wednesday. We know exactly mm-hmm. which doctor is going to, to be there. Right. So, okay. So that's kind of how it's, it's nice. Um, and they've rotated every time Katie's gone to the doctor. Um, she has only seen every doc. She's seen just about every doctor in the office that could be there to give. Oh, really? So she can at least meet them. That's nice. Yeah. There's some that she likes more than others, which I mean, that's just going to happen, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's how that works. Uh, so there's only one doctor this, like I think in the next three weeks, there's only one doctor that she doesn't want uh, to give birth with. And of course that means the kid's going to come that exact day that that doctor is on call because that's just how life works. Right. So, right. Yeah, definitely. So how, how long do you have? How much longer? Well, so theoretically we're supposed to have two more weeks from today. It's not, he's not supposed to come (laughs) until the 28th, but Annie went to the doctor this morning and she is two centimeters dilated. Oh my uh, God. And they said there's a, a 70% chance that she won't make it through the week. So That's crazy. This kid is just rearing and ready to go and get out of there. So wow, uh, super early. So it could, it, I mean, it could be any day. It could be by the next time we record this podcast, I could be a, an actual father. So, wow, that'd be, I mean, that'd be cool. You could, uh, wouldn't that be nuts? It would be that. That's wild. I, that is crazy. Has she had, um, like Braxton Hicks contractions, like, uh, those, contractions but not contractions yes yep um and it's getting to a point like today we walk the dog around the neighborhood every every night right mm-hmm. tonight tonight or and we went to lowe's today to get the flooring for the bathroom mm-hmm. and as soon as we got to lowe's she goes oh i'm having a contraction and oh, they were wow. like oh no big deal like it's she gets contractions all the time every time she like kind of moves or walks so no big deal and then uh, like 10 minutes later, she's like, Oh, I'm having another contraction. I was like, already. And she's like, <laughs> I don't know. And she had like a third one while we were there. And I was like, that's getting, I mean, they were pretty far apart, like 10, 15 minutes. So it wasn't right. too close. I was like, man, man, three, like in an hour. That's, that's quite a bit. But then they stopped once we got home. So I think it was just the walking around that, that kind of got her mm-hmm. uh, starting, starting on that path. Did you know that they can stop uh, like having contractions? Like, you like can, if it's not like the time time, like you can, the, the, the gynecologist basically told Katie, like, if you're having some contractions and you don't feel like they're like super close together, but they're just kind of happening every so often, go home, drink some water and put your feet up and relax and they should go away. Really? Yeah. That's so, crazy. I'm sure that I'm sure somebody's going to listen to this and be like, Oh, that's completely wrong. But that's what that basically like what the, what they told us, like, Hey, if it's not the time, you mm-hmm. can you can make those kind of slow down by by just going home, drinking some water, put your feet up and and relaxing. Huh. Jared's not a doctor. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. 
I work with axles. I don't. I know what's right. going on under the hood of a car, not 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 a human. Yeah, I do that same stuff if I'm hungover. Yeah, see, it's the same principle, right? That's that's the same thing. <laughs> that's got to be it. That's crazy. Yeah, we've uh, Cora's had a couple doctor's appointments uh, through all this. Our uh, our doctor fucked up when she was born and they didn't okay. put in her shot records correctly. Um, oh. Yeah. So when she was born, they gave her, I think two shots and then her vitamin K. I think it was vitamin K. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then I don't think they wrote it down correctly. And we went to our first pediatrician and they were like, Oh, you don't have your shots. Correct. We need to get you hepatitis, and we we're like, "Well, she had her hepatitis shot." They're like, "Nope, she didn't." We were like, mm, "Okay." Hmm. And uh, I think they're supposed to get three. Yeah, like boosters, shots. Right? Yeah. So we went the first time, and they gave it to her. And then uh, I want to say a month or so after, we went back, and they were like, mm, "Still no hepatitis shot. Got to give her another one." And we were like, mm, that's not right. And they're like, yeah, it's not in the records. So we got the hepatitis again. Basically, she got the same hepatitis shot, I think, three times. And then they oh messed up. Her, yeah, they messed up her second one twice. So we finally ended up switching pediatricians um, and we got it right on track. But I took Cora back to the doctor last Friday for her nine month checkup. And they were like, this is the last shot. We know that things have screwed up before. Um, but this one has to be done at this time and she'll be all done with her hepatitis shots. Well, yeah. I, and it's, it is crazy that that even could happen. But, you know, I, Kayla normally takes her, um, because I work an hour away from where we live and our doctor right. was just around the corner. Now it, they're about 20 minutes away. Um, so Kayla's been taking her last Friday was the last first time that I went and uh, they just took our temperature, and that was it. Yeah. So, can only one of you guys take her at a time because of the pandemic? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There was like a note on the door. I tried to read it before I went in, um, but I didn't catch it all. But yeah, it's like uh, if if there's a child that's getting checked up, uh, they can have one support adult with them. Yeah, I'm, I'm nervous about that with Katie. I. Uh... Katie is not great with doctors to begin with. She had mm-hmm. some some stuff in high school where uh, she had some bad di- she had some misdiagnosis. So she's a little iffy around doctors to begin with, just gotcha. a little mistrusting. Um, so I get nervous because if only one of us has to go, I think Katie will want to go, but I think she at the same time she'll be nervous to go by herself. Yeah. So I'm a little bit nervous. I'm a little bit nervous about that. But outside of you know all this, have well you said that you've been kind of taking it pretty cautiously and staying in yeah mostly right i mean we're we're really trying it so there were some really mixed signals uh with pregnant women and coronavirus and obviously at the start of the pandemic we nobody knew anything about right about it right nobody knew anything about the the virus but there were some mixed signals because people were like oh it doesn't affect i mean and this is still happening with with everything going on but People are like, oh, it doesn't affect kids. It doesn't affect pregnant women. It only affects 65 and older, right? And then we're mm-hmm. like, okay, well, found out that's not true. It, it's affecting, you know, people our age, you know, 25, 30, 35. Um, 
And then a study came out like two months ago, like beginning of July. And they're like, actually, pregnant women are super at risk because their lungs are squished, which if they catch it and it's a respiratory disease, like that's very bad. So mm-hmm. it's been it's been really up and down. So we've been trying this whole time to, to stay uh, as close to home as possible. We do go out. We have one place that we really like that's super safe. So uh, a brewery right around the corner from us opened their patio. And they chalked off big, like, uh, seven by seven squares and put picnic tables in the middle. And then you have to mark what what picnic table somebody mm. sits at. You have to go up and order yourself and sit back down. And then um, you have to go pick up your food yourself and sit back down. So they minimize, like, contact with people. They keep you super away from everybody else and stuff like that. So we've gone up there, I think, twice um, just to sit on the patio, just to get out and, and be mm-hmm. out of the house. But outside of that, um, we go to the grocery store, uh, once every like three weeks now or something like that. And then we try and just live off whatever we have. So mm-hmm. how about you guys? How's it been for you? Um, so like I said at the beginning, it was like, you know, really, really crazy. I, I was taking it serious, but you know, probably not as serious as I should have been. Sure. You know, I was still going to stores. Um, I think the week before the governor, you know, kind of shut everything down. Yeah. Um, my mom came over and the four of us, one, two, yeah, the four of us went out to a bar in our area. Mm -hmm. Um, and then that following week, the governor shut us down. So when the shutdown happened, it was like, okay, you know, now it's time to really kind of think about who we see what we do and things like that and it was you know for the first month it was it was pretty rough um you know kayla's slightly anxious so it was like do we who do do we let our parents even come in and and do that my mom Mm -hmm. worked at a nursing home um well an assisted living home so you know my mom the people she works with are super high risk my mom's older so Mm -hmm. she's pretty at high risk and then kayla's dad is a ups man so, oh, yeah. I forgot you know, about that. Yeah. So it's like there's so many opportunities for exposure. Um, so we kept Cora at home. That was really rough. Uh, about I would say about six weeks in, we were like, it's time to go back because my job vamped up when Corona happened. Um, with all the orders and stuff, right? Yeah. With online ordering at, you know, for in-store pickup and whatnot everything went up and then Kayla was doing at home therapy, you know, over the phone with her clients. Right. So she had to be on the phone. I had to be on calls with, you know, just trying to figure everything out. So it was very hard for us to make time. Um, so we sent Cora back to daycare and we were like, you know, it's a risk, but we literally, our work is, is falling behind. Um, That's the hardest thing. I yeah. Mean, and honestly, two like couples with with two careers is is so tough to find the balance and mm-hmm. um we'll t- i mean we'll talk more in a little bit about this but like katie and i are going to run into that this fall especially we're trying to figure out so i only get five days of paternity leave so i, mm-hmm. I only get a week off um to get everybody home and settled uh which now you're only at the hospital for 24 hours and get you in and out and they kick you, they get you in, give birth and they kick you right back out. Right. So right. we, we will be home, uh, pretty quick, but I still only get five days off work and then I gotta, I gotta be back at it. And, mm-hmm. and it's hard because at first you're like, man, working from home, I think I, like, I'm going to have time. I'm going to be at home. Right. What am I going to do? And then 
I'm, I think it's changed that like I'm on the phone for hours and hours. Right. So Mm -hmm. every, my whole calendar is just meetings now. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It super sucks. And it it was so tough to figure out. So we sent her to daycare and then we asked our moms like, Hey, do you guys mind taking a couple days a week and and watching her? So Mm -hmm. it's kind of where we're at now as far as like Cora's care. But, uh, once the, um, first like restaurant, I don't know what you want to call it, but was lifted and people could go back to restaurants and bars, um, we started to kind of ease up a little bit. We still went grocery shopping to all this. We tried the whole, um, you know, pick up in store and, and all that. And sure. At the beginning, it was really hard because you couldn't it, like it was always there were packed. No times. There was no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then as this went on, we did it a couple times, but the orders just kept getting messed up. So we were just like, we'll just go. It's fine. Yeah. Um, we'll mask up and go. But once the the restaurants reopened, um the first place we went to was bobcat bonnie's in corktown in detroit and it was like the most amazing like it it like tasted so much better like food just tasted (laughs) so great when you haven't been eating out in in months like the beers were perfect like we had eight appetizers (laughs) and seven meals and all this shit and it was just like oh this is amazing um so we did that a couple times where we would go out to restaurants and meet friends finally. Um, and then now that this stuff's kind of just revamping, you know, yeah, we, have, we haven't been to a restaurant since things have kind of gone downhill again. Um, we've ordered takeout, but we haven't gone sure. gone in anywhere. So Cora has really only been out less than a handful of times. Um, and it sucks because these last few months were like huge development milestones for her, you know. Yeah. She learned to crawl in quarantine. She's standing up in quarantine. You know, she's recognizing faces in quarantine, but it's only those few people that are around her. So she's starting to get slight stranger danger, which is fine. But, you know, it's to the point where she looks at a guy with a beard. She can freak out sometimes because she's not used to like a full bearded human. Um, My baby won't have that issue. I know your giant beard that you grow in a day and mine that I've been growing since Halloween is just a mustache. <laughs> I don't believe this, but I trimmed this yesterday. Shut up. I hate I you. Trimmed it down to the, to the size it is now. It was, it was getting long, but I still, I just trimmed it yesterday. That's a, I, I'm jealous. <laughs> I wish I could grow a big man beard. You know, Maybe I need to do more. Uh, I need to do more bathroom work. I need to fix up my bathroom. You just, Hey, I I moved an entire pile of dirt this this quarantine. Mm-hmm. That was a big thing. Um, I dug out half the yard, and then I also uh, now I'm also doing the bathroom. So I feel I feel pretty manly. I'm gonna be honest. I uh, I also have a pile of dirt that I've had since I think April. You got your, <laughs> just a week or so after me, right? Like yeah. it wasn't too long. And uh, I still have the pile of dirt. I was, have, you moved, have you moved any of it besides that first day? I've moved like half of it. Okay. Uh, okay well, more than half. I tried to move it last week, but my wheelbarrow broke. And I said, this is just Ooh. not meant to be. Yeah, that's that's the sign the universe is just telling you like, <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, man, no. Nah. Yeah. You just go back. Right. So it's just been, it's been crazy. So like when it comes to, you know, 
you know we parented in pandemic you know yeah. have you done anything major like adult wise like you know you've, you've done the dirt you've done you're working on the bathroom sure have you done anything outside well you bought a house i guess that's pretty adult it's pretty adult so what's the experience I'll, like i'll go back all the way i to 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 work um so this i've worked uh for for outside of, of podcasting and stuff. I do, I do business consulting, right? So I've worked uh pretty side jobs, side, side jobs isn't right. I mean, I've worked different jobs or I've just been like helpful on the team. Right. So I've, I've done mm-hmm. quite a, quite a few, uh, I've been in the workforce five years now. And most of my, most of my position has just been like, Hey, be the, the supporting analyst on this, on this project, being the supporting mm-hmm. analyst on this. Um, and then I just started this new job February 4th. Mm. So I was only in the office for about six weeks. And then this job is actually like, Hey, I own the projects and I have to run them and I have to do, um, the big heavy lifting. Like I've been working on a project for like basically the entirety of quarantine. I think since April, so about mm. four months now I've been working on one project. So it's been, that's been a big thing for me is just trying to adjust to, Hey, I took this big step forward in my career and then all of a sudden, boom, the pandemic hit my, you know, it was going to be tough already with a pregnant wife. It was going to be tough mm-hmm. already. We were buying a house and all that stuff. And then on top of it, it's like, Hey, how about a pandemic and a career change right on top of it? How, how mm-hmm. do you feel about that? It's like, well, let's just do it, I guess. Right. Huh? So it's, what, what, it's been stressful. What was the house buying process like? Yeah, it was so um, buying a house in general for us was a pain in the butt. We just have some of the worst luck. Uh, so we fell into a realtor. Um, we went and lo- we found a house on Zillow, went and looked mm-hmm. at the house and the house's realtor was the one that met us there and gave us the tour. The one that was selling mm. the house. And we're like, yeah, we don't have a realtor or anything. And this was literally the first house we went and looked at. It was, we were like, Hey, this is way in our price range and right where we want to live. Um, and that realtor was like, Hey, here's my card. Give me a call like okay we don't have a realtor might as well you know might as well she seemed nice when she gave us a tour and then she ended up being like the worst realtor you could ever have ever. <laughs> that sucks I, yeah i kid you not i mean she showed up smelling like booze to like two or three house showings like oh, nice it's like this this was this was rough but us being big old wimps we were like how do you get real t- rid of a realtor you didn't even have in the first place right like, I, I don't know i i don't I'm not really sure how to do this. Um, so we ended up, we lost two houses. Um, and one, one of them was because of her. Um, mm. After that happened, we were like, she like it, it was a house we could have had. It was in our price range, things like that. And she took us through it and was like, yeah, you know, if you want it, like, let's do it. We're like, yeah, let's put an offer down today. Mm-hmm. And then like four days later, she's like, okay, offers in. And then we went literally the next day. She put the offer in like on Friday. The next day, Saturday morning, we went and the owner was there. And my, our realtor didn't even show up because she slept through her alarm. And I talked oh, to really? the owner and the owner's like, yeah, I just signed an offer this morning. And it oh, was Jesus. Somebody else's. So big. We, after that, we we're like, all right, we got to go with somebody else. This So this was all January, February time before the pandemic happened, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Um, that situation, that whole falling apart. So we ended up, it sounds terrible. We ended up ghosting our realtor. Um, nice. we were like, we can't, we're just, I was so mad. I was so upset. And I was like, I can't, I can't talk. Cause I'm going to yell. I'm just going to mm-hmm. yell. And I, I'm not going to do that. So we ended up 
she never called us uh, again. She sent a few more like emails like, hey, here's an automated email of all the houses I have your preferences. And she texted me one time like, hey, are you still interested in looking at houses? And that was it. That was like all the communication we had after that whole scenario went down. So we ended up picking a realtor that through a friend of a friend and she was amazing. And we toured like two or three houses, still pre pandemic, two or Mm. two or three houses landed on this house, like beginning of March, right as this was happening, put the offer in, got the offer accepted and then boom, pandemic hit. Oh, geez. We're like, Oh, well here we are like already in the thralls of buying this house. Right. But luckily it actually, we had some good luck though, because our rate, like at the beginning of this pandemic, housing rates, or like housing loan rates dropped a ton, like ha- like half a percentage point, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so our rate actually dropped about that same, about half percentage point. I think it was like 3.75 and then we got it for 3.25 and it even dropped down to like three flat at one point. So we got a really good, uh, a really good interest rate on our, on our house because of, because of the pandemic we're like oh that's kind of nice and that was before we knew what exactly was going to happen mm-hmm. like right at the beginning of march we're like hey if the worst thing that happens is we get a better price on our house like i guess that's not that bad right it wasn't <laughs> but uh <laughs> as we as we went through and and did this whole process uh there was a point where the realtor couldn't come to the house anymore. Like when we did our final walkthrough, she wasn't allowed in the house cause it was illegal because of, cause mm. of the shutdown order. Um, we had to do the final walkthrough ourselves. Uh, the inspector and everything like that. Luckily um, all that happened, I swear like a week before everything was shut down. So like beginning of March, we did the inspection and then like a week and a half later, she's like, Oh, yep the governor said, Hey, nobody can, nobody can work like in houses and stuff like that. So it was, we just missed it. Closing documents. It was really super weird because April 8th, I mean, again, at the peak of, of the pandemic, right when this, when nobody knew what was happening, we were all just super scared. Like we went in and they put up this huge glass barrier in front of us. And then he would slide us the papers under the glass barrier. And we would have to sign that like they broke out a brand new box of pens. You took a, a, a brand new pen out of box. You were the only one who touched it. You had to take it with you when you left. They, he would slide the paper underneath and like on the other side of this big glass barrier, you had to sign it and then slide it back. And then he would use hand sanitizer after every single paper. It was, it was pretty tough. Um, and then for keys, we didn't even see the seller. They just left the keys in the lock box and said, Hey, here's the code to the lock box. I'll come get the lock box and the, uh, sign, um in a little while and then like we moved in on a wednesday and then that friday i got a knock on the door open the door lady was standing there you know she was halfway down halfway down the sidewalk she's like i'm gonna take the sign in the lockbox go ahead and close the door i was like okay and that was it (laughs) wow that's wild so yeah pretty crazy pretty uh, and then i think it got better like again when when things got better in june and july or Mm -hmm. in like late may early june things got better um, they reopened realtors. Um, that's when our, our real life friend Deroja, um, mm-hmm. when he bought his house was right about then, like things started to get better. And now, mm-hmm. um, I don't think they've, t- Oh, sorry. I grabbed my microphone. I don't think <laughs> it really changed. Yeah. And Deroja lives just like three houses down from you. Seven houses. I've counted. Be- it's seven be- houses because you two will never be separated. We're joined at the hip. What can we say? You really are. 
Actually, all, that... all his friends, like all his uh, all his closest friends are having kids like and all around the same time. So he has two friends that he went to high school with, Nate and Seth. Nate's having a kid this week. I'm having a kid next week or the week after. And Seth is having a kid a week or two after me. So oh, geez. literally all three of us are having kids. I don't know what DeRoche is going to do. He's going to have to go wife somebody up real quick. He will. What a guy. But uh, yeah, what do you say we wrap this thing up? Yeah, I think so. We've been here a while. We have. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening um, about our pandemic lifestyles. Uh, we hope that you come back to listen again. Uh, one day I will have social media for you Please, to Joe, take a look one at. Day. <laughs> one day. That's your homework. That's your homework before the next one. You have to go figure out your login for your Twitter. I will. I'll, uh, I'll make a Twitter I'll, and then I'll make us a Twitter. Oh, and. Yeah. You know, like an email, and if people want to email us suggestions or questions and stuff, we can we can do that. Yeah, I love that. I love that. If you want to reach out to me, um, I'm always accessible at call sign goose eighty three eight three uh, is the number on the end of that. Uh, you can reach out to me on there. Uh, I'm I'm always responding to DMs, uh, so you can find me there. And uh, again, next next podcast, Joe's Joe's on it. I tell you, I'm going to text him every day until he figures it out. Next podcast, he's going to have a Twitter. The podcast is going to have a Twitter and the podcast is going to have an email. You just wait. Yes, and it will be great. And you will all you will all write into it because I know. Please, please. Yes. All right. Well, thank you again so much for listening to me. I'm your host, Joe. And I'm Jared. Thanks so much, guys. Right. Thanks. Bye. Bye.